Zig at the top. Today on the show, we have Dimber, a Kasi Throt folk metal band from northeastern India. Joining me for this chat is Andreas and Mason. Mason on bass, Andreas on guitar from Dimber. And these guys are BA. They are not only a really rad band, but they have an important cause that they're doing. They have two singles out, one of which is Child Abuse, and the second is called Rape Culture. They're bringing awareness to these horrible things that happen in their country. Um, to quote from their video, Rape Culture, every 16 minutes a woman is raped in India. Every 30 hours a woman is raped and murdered in India. And every fourth victim is a minor. Heavy, right? And that's how one of their singles, one, the, the, one of the newer singles, that's how the music video starts is with those statistics. And they, like, I've listened through other interviews doing what I normally do to get ready for any interview and do a stupid amount of research. And uh, I've heard Andreas talk about how um, rape is so common that it's overlooked. And so what they're doing is putting it back in the brash way that metal can, bringing awareness to something that I guess has been overlooked. And um, what's really cool about what they're doing is with these videos and with the with their singles, they're linking it to a program called Spark, which gives trauma victims homes and education and a place to be safe and grow and heal from. So, yeah, these guys are superheroes. Anywho, um, this conversation was done over Zoom, and it bounces in between uh, uh, me talking with uh, Andreas and... Uh, Mason, and sometimes it might get confusing as far as a because I edited it to be a little bit more clear of a conversation. But uh, Zoom's awful, I'm gonna put it out there. Zoom, Zoom kicks me out every time I try to use it, and I have to, it's always a workaround. But anyway, we, we, we got through it, and the conversation is pretty, is pretty clear. There's some parts that get a little choppy of who's, who's asking what, who's talking to what, but um, but this was a really cool conversation and insight into something that we that we in America see all the time which is metal music and have a place for and see how it works here seeing it in another culture and seeing how impactful it can be um, one thing that really struck me during this conversation right near the end Andreas was there's this bit of really concrete like passionate um, insight into how to pursue your passion, and uh, as he's explaining this to me, there is an explosion <laughs> in his, he's just walking around his backyard, and he's, he just low, he was like, oh, a bomb went off, I'm like, what? Um, yeah, so these guys are in it, they're following their passion, no matter what, and, and they're going against a lot of odds that the typical metal band doesn't face. We're going to listen to their latest single, Child Abuse.
Timber, Child Abuse. Um, I also want to point out they have an album that came out before these recent singles, um, so there's plenty to dive into. Their music's on all streaming platforms, and definitely check out their YouTube channels and the music videos for the most recent singles. It's very moving. Um, before we get into this conversation, if you can like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, it helps me keep talking to really cool guests and sharing their insights with you. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with Andreas and Mason. For let's start, dude. Let's start. Let's start. Okay. Yeah, when the well, guys join, let yeah, let them join in. Well, since I got you, um, can you tell me about your background in radio? Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, first of all, dear, thank you so much for uh, this uh, opportunity uh, to, you know, have a chat with you and hopefully a uh, message gets across and 
hopefully more people get to know about you know what's really happening here and uh, also well okay to answer your question yeah i i was in radio for about almost 10 years it's a commercial radio station here in india called 93.5 red fm so i was there for almost 10 years and uh, that was when i met the band as well and i was trying to help them with radio promotions and trying to you know help them for uh, you know uh, uh get more leverage and stuff like that so uh then at that point of time these guys were into the band was doing gent progressive gent kind of stuff it was a different genre altogether until we until we met so yeah at the radio were you djing a show or were you behind the scenes or like what were you doing yeah i yeah i yeah i initially started off uh, as an assistant producer and a radio job that was my official designation but uh, you know uh, we are a very small town so the radio station wasn't doing that well so there was a lot of uh, cost cutting that happened in the company Mm. So almost about twenty of my colleagues, you know, had to quit. You know, they were had to be laid off. So uh, then there was just thirteen of us running the station. So we basically had to multi multitask. So I was a radio job. I was a producer as well. I was also ha- helping out with the production, audio productions, doing jingles, doing ads, and uh, doing interviews. Then I had my own show. I was an active radio jockey as well. Doing it all. Yeah, so that yeah, uh, <laughs> carried on for about nine years. Yeah, that it. That's still pretty. I'd, I'd imagine it's a more fun job than some others, though. Like, I, I definitely relate to the. It, it seems like with most things with music or like creative endeavors, you find that spot where you like kind of have to do it all to some degree. Like, no matter what you want to dive into, it yep, seems yep. like you have to kind of wear multiple hats. So, was that a good training ground? Yeah, to yeah, yeah, the yeah. music. Like kind of already having like a professional edge on it, and like learning how to multitask in that sense. Uh, I've always been into. Uh, I did my I did my degree in in video production, in mass communication and video production. So uh, you know that interest was always there right from when I was much younger. I was always fond of cameras. I was fond of uh, handling a camera. I was fond of being on screen. I would. love to mc and host shows and you know so was always there but with the music uh, music happened when i was roughly uh, at, uh there was a transit point when i was just doing gospel music and then i shifted to i shifted to metal you know yeah there was this band i heard called called uh, pain of salvation uh, and so uh, it was an album called one hour by the concrete lake so that album kind of you know pulled me towards metal music and i was i started doing metal then i had these friends that i had my first metal band with called project blend limited and we so i was with them for about a good 8 years jumping from gospel to metal like musically what did you find carried over for yourself uh it was an i think it was a natural transition and yeah. most of my friends were all all metal heads you know okay and uh, also uh, doing gospel music at least like i kind of got some basics right you know so that kind of helped me uh, transit towards metal and uh, it was uh, it was uh, it was quite refreshing though you know because then i but uh, it happened a little late in life when 
I was already in my late teens. I was seventeen, eighteen, I guess, when I started listening to mu- to metal music. That's the time, though. <laughs> That's the what's it's interesting. Yeah, 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 kind of. Yeah. In a in a in the states, like what I noticed from the typical the metalhead, if I like the persona of the person who's really in the metal, typically they're they're usually very sweet and caring people, and like and very particular about how they what they're trying to do or what they're into or what their interests are. Um, does that carry over? Like, as far as like the typical metal fan, do you notice that same trend? Um, I'll give you an example. Okay. We had, op- we had opened up for, uh, uh, Sepultura in, in, uh, in our town yeah. in Shillong. Yeah. So they were doing a tour of India. So they did Bangalore, Delhi, and then they landed up in our town as well. So, you know, we being the local metal band, then we kind of right. a little senior also and a little more experienced. So we were given a slot to open up for. We were the only opening act, I think. So we, I, I met Andreas Kaiser and Pablo, the guitarist and the bassist. We met them backstage. And these guys were one of the most humble people I've met there. They were so down to earth. They were, you know, the moment they saw us, they gave us big hug. You know, Andreas was. My name is Andreas as well. So, and so, <laughs> the guitarist is also Andreas Kaiser. <laughs> so he had his arms wide open, and you know, I went and greeted him. And then I told him, you know, dude, my name is Andreas as well. And then he gave me another hug. <laughs> you know, so these guys are such sweethearts, man. <laughs> and you see them on stage and they perform, and you you know, Sepultura, Sepultura. Yeah. Also. They're still they're still a killer band till date. So <laughs> it was a very humbling experience. That's, well, it's, okay. So it sounds like the trend carries. That's awesome. Like I, I, I don't know. I think yep. like yep. the intensity of the music is that is that emotion kind of amplified. In like um, one thing, I one thing I find interesting with with you guys is you were talking about how you guys were a gent band at first. The first album. Is a uh, the that that legend that you guys tell at the beginning, the very first track, is very kind of like yeah. dark and has this kind of rough outlook. The legend on. of trap, yeah, you mean just yeah. the legend of trap. Yeah, it's got this like dark uh, outlook on humanity. Um, and what's super interesting is now you guys are actively like doing stuff to bring awareness to that. Is that a kind of a carry through from the first record? Okay, so Mason's online, by the way. Mason's okay. the basis. Hey, Mason. Hi, yeah. Dave. Hi. Hi, I'm Mason. How's it going? Thanks for hopping on. That, well, uh, the internet is very bad, so that's why I'm just going on and off, on and off, so don't mind. Okay. But I'm here. Cool, cool. We'll hop on with if any of these questions, like, uh, if you Yeah, can... sure, sure, sure. Because, cool. Andreas, you're you're the newest to the band, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. I'm the, I'm yeah, pretty new, like, almost a year and a half now with Dimbur. That's awesome. So, so building off that first record, like, was that kind of like the intent for this? These batch of second singles was to kind of actively combat like that uh, negativity that was plaguing humankind within that first legend of the first record off the first track. <laughs> um, actually, uh, you know, it was a completely different uh, scene altogether. Yeah. The band had, uh, yeah, uh, there was a there was a tour lined up after this, uh, after the first album that Dimple released. So these guys were lined up for an Indian tour. 
But then uh, the pandemic happened. And so we started having our lockdowns. So when the lockdowns happened, that was when uh, the founder, one of the founders, right, uh, Cornelius. So that was when they kind of decided that, you know, there was a different kind of a direction that was needed to be taken. And he wanted to experiment with folk music, wanted to experiment with folk instruments, uh, wanted to, you know, uh, take a different direction altogether with the genre. So that was when, you know, we kind of uh, met. These guys had wanted me to initially manage the band. And then later when, you know, they, when I was ready, I was, you know, when I had time, I told them, okay, you know, guys, uh, I think we can work together. That was when I heard about their decision to change the genre. So then I was like, dude, if I'm going to manage, I might as well play because this sounds like it's going to be a, a really good, uh, you know, uh, a really good start for something, you know, for a, no, for a known band to, you know, shift sides. So there's an interesting leap. So I wanted to be on board. Very cool. Was it Was it a hard leap for you? As far as like shifting from like Mission. like yeah. manager mode, you know what I mean? Like when you're really into like focusing on how to uh, okay. push a band as part is it's different than being in it. You know, uh, there's like a there's a little more yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. I get you. I get you. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, so uh, a very big uh, plus point here is that uh, you know Cornelius. He's a genius himself, so it's uh, it's mid, uh, you know marketing things like uh, you know pushing the band forward through you know all our strategies. It's made a little more easier because uh, uh, you know we have somebody like core in the band, so it helps us. Uh, you know, it gives me space to think about other things. Gotcha. It gives me space, and I'm more interested in actually just writing down you know writing down good music, and just uh, my focus is on just you know playing I just really want to just play I haven't been playing uh, for quite some time so I'm really eager to get back up on stage so yeah it gives gives us a chance to do our thing basically very cool so, so, so that's that's a cool divide of it that way you can focus on your bits and be in it um kind of the touch on like some of the like traditional instruments you guys added um learning those instruments did you grow up playing those instruments or just like around them uh, so uh, no, we we kind of picked it up picked it up on the way, you know. Uh, once we decided to uh, use, start shifting to basically folk music and use our folk instruments, which are by the way very very traditional and very very unique to our part of the country. So of course we did have to you know polish up on uh, the basics of those instruments, and uh, but you know we went with the flow and it's kind of uh, falling in place. We had to redesign the Luitara, that the little guitar yeah. that you see on on the videos. So that is called a Duitara. So we've had to redesign it slightly because uh, um, first of all, like you know, we're using two eight-string guitars, so which is and we're playing some very low riffs. So you know that instrument needed to be modified to fit with our sound. You know and. Uh, and the other thing just fell into place here. Yeah. Okay. Traditionally, is it like, uh, what's it tuned to? Do you know? So we, <laughs> Mason, you want to think this one? We, I'm a guitar we, guy. We, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we're on F. I, we're on, I, on, an F get, you, on a low F. The, the tuning? Uh, Dave was, 
Yeah, Dave was asking about the tuning. It, it, yeah. <laughs> so you tell him we, we usually want an F. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, no. Our tuning is very different, man. Babe, it's like uh, usually the like uh, the the guitars is always we play on a, play on a B flat. Okay. Yeah. So my 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 bass it's it's on a custom tuning. It's not I I don't follow the whatever is not standard tuning or or the B flat tuning. My 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 personally my bass is a is on a but a custom tuning. So it's kind of it's very different. So it's like like if any of my friends come by to the studio or they say let me just like you know but let me play your bass. It's like they they won't be able to play it because it's on a custom tuning. So it's very difficult for them to adapt to. But I'm used to it because it's like it's much more easier to play my own songs. You know. Right. Right. It's right. for me. Like so, it's really easy. And mm. yeah, the, the duitara, duitara, it's like it's like a guitar. And so the guitars to, and the guitars yeah. and with the guitars. So basically, Mason has his tuning, and with the guitars, we are on the eighth string. So we start off with it with an F, and then we go flat all the way down. Oh wow! So it's yeah. very like a, it's a so, fifth down. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and, it's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cool. <laughs> so yeah, so that's how you know you. That's how you at least uh, kind of get that 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 low hum, and you get that low riff. Huh? Yeah. Right. That's one of the ways I think. I mean, I mean, Cornelius is not here. If Cornelius was here, he would have given yeah, you the details of how, you know, how it's done. Explained it to you better. Yeah, he's he's the he's the music guru. He's the music. At first, when, himself, when he yeah. saw, like, he was inspired by Tosin Abasti. So you know, the, the yeah. guitarist of Animals Asleep. So when he saw the eight string, he was mm. like, "Hey, good, I I want to get this guitar, man." He's like, "Okay, fine." So okay, he he's like he's like he was really passionate about it. So he ordered. And then when he reached, he was like, he called me, and then I went, I went to, I went to his place. It's like, hey, dude, how do we, how do we play this? It's like, it's like it took, it took more than three months, you know, for him to figure out how to play the eight string. It was really hard, but yeah, but but then in the in the end, he got the grab of it, the hang of it, and yeah, he's really good at it now. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw he was trying. He was trying to log on. He just couldn't get his audio. But um, what's, yeah. it's interesting because yeah. um, if the bass is in B flat and the rest is in F. Like you're playing this fifth apart, yes. which is uh, that's I, what I'm saying. It's uh, these guys are playing on the guitars. I play it dif- entirely different. Like um, I'm on a custom tuning, but so that's why. Like if anyone wants to play my bass, it's like for them, it's, <laughs> they won't be able to figure out how to play it because it's, it's gonna be really hard. That's awesome, but me, but that's that's really interesting. And I guess uh, like I don't know too much about Indian instruments. Um, but I've dabbled trying to figure out a sitar, which I know is different from from your guys's tribe. But yeah, like, the sitar is completely different from the. But what's yeah. interesting about that is the sitar is tuned in fifths in a way too, so it's like there's yeah. this there's this big big sound that comes from that, and it's cool that you guys are incorporating yes. your own traditional instruments within that. Like so, I was and like, "There's to get it that low, you can't get that." That guitar looks or that. At first, it was like we were like, "Will it work out?" It was really hard, man. But then eventually, it just fell into place. It's like, okay, which sound? This sounds awesome, man. You know, like this has never been done. It's like okay, like incorporating your, you know, your your own traditional instruments with metal. It's like it's totally different. Actually, and and also a point, also a point here, you know, Dave, is that. Uh, these traditional instruments that we have, like the duta, the ming, the mouth harp, then uh, they're kind of a as well, uh, you know, that we have. But it is uh, it, that has a different tuning altogether. 
it sounds like it's always a match. So, uh, so we have these different instruments, uh, instruments which have their own unique sound. But what we are trying to do is we, we are not using our traditional sounds in the sense that we don't we are not using our traditional melodies. Right. If you if you check out uh, if you check out some of the videos, they're very easy to find on our culture called the Khasi tribe. K H A S I tribe. And if you listen to the traditional music, all the instruments have a certain uh, flow to them. They have a certain melody to follow. So we are not doing that. We're not taking those traditional melodies. We are taking these instruments and we are fusing it with the melodies, with our style of music. And so, you know, it's kind of, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's still a, a process. You know? So uh, we're still working on it. Well, I imagine like, well, one, it makes sense because this is your your expression, right? And you're taking instruments from your culture to do that. And I imagine there's some lashback from that. You know, there's always people who are traditionalist in how things should be used. And I think to to show that this, right? Am I wrong? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. I, I'm sure you can check me on that. Oh, you, you, are more... <laughs> oh dude, dude, you're you're on the dot. Okay. No, 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 no. You, you, you're on the dot. You're on the dot. You got that really. You got that right because, uh, uh, of course, there is. Uh, we do fans who, are, who, you know, appreciate what we're trying to do. Now, uh, then there is the another sect that are very traditional. They're very, you know, to the uh, the lounge and the people have do blame them also. No issues. I don't blame them at all. We don't have any. Thing of that sort. Uh, some of them believe that uh, these instruments should be used only for those traditional melodies, you know, to carry forward our tradition and to, uh, you know, uh, make sure that our culture survives. So, yeah, it is what it is, yeah. Well, yeah, that makes, I mean, I get it. I get it. I think, in a, in a way, like, you're kind of carrying it to a new generation of people seeing that they can be involved with it themselves. But, you know, that's, I don't know. I don't know as much as the background, so I don't want to make a statement like that without, you know, uh, without saying I yep, don't know. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like, I think that's really cool that you can yeah. take these <laughs> instruments and express yourself with them and share that they're multifaceted and you can dive into true, true. to the culture by being brought in from other means. You know what I mean? Like, I personally find it way more interesting yep. if yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know something about something and then I learn about it. Like, especially with music, like, if I don't know anything about a band yeah. and I learn their history and, like, where they kind of come from, I'm like, that's sick. These guys are awesome because of this, you know? And, like, I think by including that in what you guys are doing, yeah. you're, you're, you're celebrating and getting more people to be aware and dive into your culture than maybe uh, the uh, tr people that think it's being... Yeah, 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 true, true. <laughs> I'd, at least I would hope. That's true, my rose-tinted that's, that's, view. That's one of our... That's... Yeah, yeah, Dave, you're right. That's one of our main intentions. Our main intentions to bring our traditional instruments to the limelight. Yeah, let the world know there are these instruments in this part of the country, and we are from a very, very. I mean, we are from a kind of a remote part of the of the mainland hmm. uh, country. You know, so yeah. it's always nice to showcase your, you know, showcase your your culture and your heritage. You guys are northern, right? So, anyways, Mason has been kind of quiet. So, Mason is basically, <laughs> we are northeastern. Oh, northeastern. Okay. Because, like, 
Yeah. We are we basically next to next to uh, Bangladesh and uh, yeah, uh, okay. we border Bangladesh. We're on the foothills of the Himalayas. So. Okay. Um, what were we about to say about Mason? Mason, you got some? <laughs> oh, you know it. Yeah, maybe, Mason's maybe, there. Maybe um um so one thing uh when, oh, with my there. band, I I run like an acoustic guitar through a Marshall amp, right? So like with your yeah. with your guys is like taking these instruments, especially the uh, the guitar esque instrument, to get it amplified. Was how much how hard of a feat was that? Mm. Or do you just mic it? <laughs> like, are you running a pickup through that thing, or are you miking it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, like I said, it's yeah, a custom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a custom. So, so yeah, usually, like uh, these, like uh, these instrumental, like this, this dutara, this instrumental thing that we play, it's, it usually does not have a pickup. Right. Like either you just and then you just put a microphone next to it. But then us, it's like we've we've mm. we've built an inbuilt pickup. So yeah, it's much easier. We just plug it and we just plug it to the amp. Okay. Okay. Wow. It got the meat. <laughs> got it. Got it. Well, that's got it. That'll leave this. Uh, <laughs> that's some sound issues to work out. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, yeah. That's awesome. And then, and then, uh, and then, of course, you know, Dave. Then you have, uh, since it's custom made, uh, this instrument. So we're using nylon strings on it. Yeah. Okay. okay. So the traditional ones, the traditional ones, do not use nylon strings. Traditional ones. The authentic duitara is just a four-string instrument. So we customed our one, we made our one, and we converted into a, into a six-string. It's a yeah, oh, okay. it's a six-string uh, duitara with uh, uh, nylon strings. Actually, so the original it, duitara it, it is slightly only different. Four it sounds slightly different. Okay. It's only four strings, and they are not nylon strings. These guy, this string is made from a certain thread. We call it in Kasi, it's called Usai Muka. Okay, so I am yet to know what it's called in English. I wouldn't know that. Um, hey, uh, it says it popped up. Uh, I guess we got ten minutes. If we, uh, if this falls through, can I set up another okay. one really quick? Um, but because I have a couple, more. I want to get to. I want to ask yeah, you guys about. Yeah. Um, about the the last few singles that came out. So if it cuts off in the middle of this, I'll send another one really quick because I know it's probably pretty late for you guys. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but child abuse. No, it's okay. It's cool. To it's dive cool. into to to the new singles, child abuse. I think building off like this first record that was kind of like bringing to light, like kind of like the darkness of humanity, and you guys actively now trying to address address certain things around you and bring awareness to it, like child abuse and rape culture. Um, the actively like the the motion that like the, I I can't imagine like I, 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 it's such a horrible thing, right? And like I I don't I don't know if this does this did this affect you guys like within your own lives, like or people around you, or is this just like everyday life? Yeah, so, so yeah, basically, uh, they, what happened is with uh. When we made our first, the first single, uh, Rape Culture. Yeah. Yeah, so we sat down and we, we wrote, uh, you know, before we got down to writing down the lyrics, we sat down for some time and we did a lot of research on on the rape crisis rape in the country. Yeah, and uh, also there were a lot of dark, very dark facts and figures that 
surfaced, you know. So, so as we were writing that song, it it was just apparent enough that you know both of those uh, victims are are minors, you know. Every fourth victim is a minor yes, sir. in India. So it was just it was just uh, a matter of time that we. You know, finish the first one, and the next one had to be child abuse. It's linked. Both these songs are interconnected. It's about abuse, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, it had to be written. So we did. We did uh, research on it. Not uh, any of us personally, personally, you know, uh, have been uh, a victim of abuse or anything of such. But it is. It is just happening too often in our country. You know, I'm not just saying mainland India, but it's even happening in our home now. Uh, we've had instances of rape and and abuse, like you know, almost every almost every weekend there'll be some news that comes out. Um, I've been saying this out, you know, like we had we had uh, just about a month ago. I think there was a father who slaughtered two of his own sons in our own very in a little town of ours. You know, we couldn't ex- we never expected. Things like that to happen, but he, he took them out for a walk. One was a four-year-old, the other toddler was a two-year-old. He took them out for a walk. There's a forest nearby, a little patch of woods nearby, and he he murdered them. And uh, some weeks ago, there was a case where a 20-month-old baby was raped in one of our districts. And this is this is our hometown. I'm not even talking about mainland India. This is just our hometown. So uh, it, it it is a little scary, you know. Like I'm a parent myself, yeah. So at least with, with whatever time we have, you know, let's try to do some good before we leave, yeah. It's intense. Was it? Well, then, like, so what? You that's amazing that you guys are taking this as a not not to say as a platform, but just to put it out there to kind of like to. The, shake the the walls that this is still fucked up. This is crazy. Why is this like? That's I. You you guys are the superheroes. Um, can you can you? Oh yeah, no no, not nothing of that sort. I know, I know, but you guys, are, <laughs> you guys are. And by and by the way, you 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 just Dave, you just swore. I know. I'll cut, I'll cut it out. I'll cut it out. <laughs> On a, is that allowed? Is that allowed? If you is want, that... if you want, I'm not. Okay, okay. That's good. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we good, we good, we good with that. <laughs> but you, no, it, not, not, nothing of that sort, Dave. Nothing of that sort. Not, not that we are. But I think, not that we are looking to piggyback on this uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing of sort, you know, and no, to get no. some recognition. No, that has not been the intention at all. Yeah. No, yeah, I think that's. It's amazing that you guys are putting it out there as like, because metal's brash. It's up front. It's like confronting music, and like they take something that's so, so. Yep awful and sensitive and maybe I guess underlooked or under under addressed and put that as your message that makes you guys like 10 times more epic than any other metal banks you're putting it out there and like for a good cause and like one thing I wanted to follow this up with was with a question on Spark yeah can, yeah. You, can you explain what Spark is and how you got involved with them Okay, so Spark Foundation is a foundation that started. The founder uh, of Spark is a is a woman named Shima Modak. So this woman has been uh, uh, she's basically a humanitarian. You know, she 
a social worker she's very very well educated she quit uh, she quit a very high profile job to run this organization so basically what she does is she tries to open up centers for children in our state uh, where they can get free education you know so free education for the children of of basically from the slum areas and from from the bpl families uh, say bpl family the below the line uh, uh, poverty families right so really really poor families uh, so she started it off uh, sometime she's had a long long uh, you know history with it but as far as we know when we met her she has about three centers in the state and she's having a lot of financial problems uh, most of the teachers were there are volunteers but you you have to understand there are financial financial implications as well right you need to buy the books you need to buy you need to buy you know your your stuff to make a school run you know how can kids come to school when you don't have your basic essentials so she she is in a kind of a financial fix we we are still keeping in touch we uh, made the video and we dedicated the video to her foundation hoping that we get some funding uh, it is that is yet to happen but uh, but we, we we are positive about it we will try other ways to to help out this foundation uh, we have things planned up for this year very cool very do you you guys think about like doing a music program with them uh not exactly a music program but yeah we we were planning a kind of a visit you know uh, and and let's see how that goes that's awesome and uh, let's see how what what we can do with that to raise some awareness and maybe get some help right or even just like well i i work with a lot of kids that have gone through trauma as well and that outlet of mm. of metal that outlet of like taking a brash thing and being able to put it out there and it's okay to be that angry and still be a happy person. You know what I mean? You know, that's such a, I think that's a valid, that's a very important lesson, you know, and no one better than you guys can teach that. That's, (laughs) but that's so cool that you guys are doing, doing what you're doing and spreading their word and with your word and not just using the, the power of metal and music because music is a potent thing. Music reaches a lot. Like we're talking across the world right now. And the, the, which I true, I want to thank true, you guys true. for very like I know it's late and I really appreciate you guys taking time to to yak with me, um, but I think it's such a powerful tool, and I think you guys are doing amazing stuff with it, and I'm really excited to hear what you guys are going to do next. And well, I really admire what you guys are doing, and like watching the video, the videos are very moving, and being a fan of metal music and like knowing how it can. How it can like be that place for a lot of people to learn new things and be able to empathize. I think the how you guys are going about it is super, super important and super crucial. Um, I just, yeah. Before before kind of wrapping it up, I kind of wanted to know what you guys have coming next, and um, if if another single or another video is in the works. Yeah, let Andres explain that. Yeah. Mission, tell tell Nare. Okay. So yeah, we, we're this another single lined up, but yeah, we're we're in the we're in the process of writing this full whole album again, which will be out next, hopefully next fall, maybe. Okay. But it might be earlier than that. But then yeah, another single is coming up in let's say maybe in two months time. Let's see. 
Very cool. Yeah, and the album will be come. It'll be up next year. Might be next fall or maybe earlier than earlier than that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And um, like I I, I know you, you guys have your own studio. I've seen some videos of like how you yeah, guys record it. everything yourself, and I think it's the most like DIY punk rock like. Yes, the way they handle yeah. doing this and like that's what impacts and i think that's what resonates with people and like that's why i think aside from delivering brash uh upfront confrontments about horrible things the music and your guys is intense right there so thank you for doing what you're doing and i look forward to hearing in a in a couple months that next single and uh thank you guys for yeah, being here absolutely. and hopping back on <laughs> yeah like you said yeah we have our own studio so it's really what to say it's like most like see out here like you know Dave when you go to record just a single it's like so expensive you know oh, yeah. and you know especially being, being a metal band from Shillong itself it's very hard you know you can't like the expenses are way out of, like it's like it's too much yeah so yeah having your own studio is an advantage for us yeah you know we're really thankful for cornelius you know having his own studio so we could record our own songs and do the mixing the mastering and everything he does it so we're really thankful for that you know so like unlike many other artists like they have to go and record to a studio which is really really costly man and being a metal band like i said being a metal band from shillong you won't be able to make it man <laughs> it's really hard was it well and just just like how you're saying to do to be one guy to have a whole team like you guys do and have one guy that can handle yeah. that 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 makes the world a world of difference because if it's just it's you trying to do it i wish he was here right now you know, this caught up right he's really busy right now so but i wish he was here you know he could have like it's really inspiring for us also so like yeah that, like that's that's why yeah, yeah. like for 10 years now so it's like if Carl was if Carl was yeah you would have uh if Cornelius yeah. was here, he would have had a detailed discussion with you on tunings. I would have. How, how, how we tune our stuff. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's where my head goes. I'm like, how does this work? <laughs> that's so cool, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to say on that. Uh, hey, uh, quick question. Do you guys, uh, well, being like with bass, like, do you, wow, time signature wise, is there any like time signature stuff yes, you've incorporated? Big time, big time. It's like the time signature that we use. It's like you know, like I said, Cornelius is the mastermind behind all this. Okay. The time signatures that he uses. It's like see, like Cor, he he completed his uh, music school from Trinity College, London. So wow. he's the mastermind behind behind all of this. So we we're like me, like me, Andres, and the rest of us. We just like self taught. So you know, when we just catch it's it really it's really hard to catch up with him. But then you know he's he he's he's the one who really inspires us, and so that's why like I said, like time signatures in our songs, like they maybe like yeah. this coming album will be like it's not that complicated. But the previous album, the Legend of Trad, it was really complicated. Right. Time signatures there was like, dude, it's yeah. I swear it's like really really crazy. Well, going through that, I was like, well, just trying to, you know, tap it out. I'm like, this is all I could take a breather, you know, with this new album. It's like, okay, it's really, it's going smooth sailing, you know. But the previous album was, it's re- it was really, really tough, man. I think, uh, do, you, do you find that, like, with uh, simpler time signatures, the message can be kind of heard clearer? Is that, like, the message of the song? Yeah, I think maybe, like, 
but yeah at the end of the day like you, you have different different point of views you know different yeah. different opinions so it's like really hard to like whatever songs you write like you, you can just capture like that not the entire people but not the entire crowd but then just there's like certain people who mm-hmm. enjoy your music who enjoy your so like yeah at the end of the day it's like what like those that amount of people who really value like enjoy your music i'm i'm, I'm just satisfied with that you know definitely Definitely. It's not about simpler time signatures or complicated time signatures that really grab the crowd. But mm-hmm. yeah, there are diehard like you know complicated fans who like die like you know who, who like, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's always. But, yeah. So, that's gonna be there's always the male guys like dude this isn't seven eight. This yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like, is it? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's interesting, like with uh, that that way that way. You no, know, Dave, you you asked a very very critical question because uh, you you can imagine with the band shifted genres, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shifted genres from something being very technical, being very gent, very progressive, to suddenly something very a little hard. more mellow. Right. Like you said, if it helps for the message to get through, of course it does. Of course it does. Why not? Man? So see, it does. One of the reasons why, see, one of the reasons why metal is not uh, in in a country like India, dude, where Bollywood rules over the entire music industry. Yeah, metal has no chance. I mean, metal is just a small, it's just a very small fraction of, you know, there there is no metal industry. There's no, uh, you know, as such, so to say, or a label even here in India uh, that promotes metal music. So. It really helps that way when when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, trying to you know trying to do something different, trying to do something out of the box. So what we are doing now is basically we're trying to just like you know break and bend those rules. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Uh, trying to survive through music alone is difficult. The last album we did it was so technical. I would say it was one of India's top five metal albums when it was released. That particular year, and then it didn't get the band anywhere. The message, okay, was a different thing altogether then. But you know, we still have CDs that we haven't sold. We have how many CDs? Uh, Mason, I think about two hundred CDs left. We, we, we like we've had we have like around maybe another eighty to ninety CDs lying just lying there. I mean, no, okay. nobody buy it. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just gonna rot there. I that's for sure. But then. If it weren't for the pandemic, oh, we'll I think we we'll we would have sell them. You know, like we 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 got it all ready. Like true, before true, the yeah. pandemic hit us, like we got all our merchandise ready, the CDs ready. So like, okay, we were just like about to hit tour. Like you know, January we got all all ready. March, mm-hmm. uh, like yeah, Jan- mm-hmm. January we completed completed one tour, which is which which was in Calcutta, and then the next was scheduled for March. But then everything got you know fucked up basically because of the. Pandemic, was it? Yeah, that's. But you see, Salvation, it's it's these these are the things that really teach you to like you know be patient and just keep on going, you know. Definitely, and and it seems like if times told anything, like the real, like the guys that have put in the hard work and have done it all themselves, the message is heard, but it seems to be amplified later. Yeah. And like, so you guys yeah. are putting in the work; it's gonna get heard. You know, there's no doubt about that. And like you're putting in not just not just bands that so. serve we themselves. Hope so, Dave. It's, it's, yeah. I I got a rose tinted view, and <laughs> I, was, I think it's gonna it's gonna be amplified. And like I, and the, the music's there, and the message is there. And uh, one one kind of uh, question on the on the metal scene: when you guys have shows, 
with metal with metal shows out in yeah. the states, it seems like the bills are stacked. You know, so like there'll be one headliner and like big nine thing. openers. Do you guys have that same that same yeah, thing? Big, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Usually out here that yeah. does not yeah. happen. It's, it's, it, the scene out here is totally different. Yeah. You know if like the like, last time out, like I said, when Veil of Maya came down to Guwahati. Yeah, you guys opened so, for them, right? Yeah, we opened for them. So, like, they did an India show. So, we were the only openers for Veil of Maya. So, Very yeah, cool. so comparing, like, and then Cycroptic came down to Shillong, but then so local bands, like, three to four local bands were, were lined up when Cycroptic came. And, but then when it comes to local gigs, it's like, I basically, like, you know, these organizers are here, you just want to, they'll be like, uh, hey, can you play here? Can you, can you play at this show? And, like, you know, you'll get exposure, but you'll not be paid anything. So yeah. they just expect that from you. Okay. Like you just have to play for free, you'll get food and drinks, but you'll not be paid. So it's, it's really sad, man, you know. <laughs> out here, it's like, that's a scene out here. <laughs> like, be it the whole of India, I can say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really sad. That's at least that's something that's definitely common here. <laughs> we have so many gigs where it's like you, well, uh, you know, not too many people came in, but here's some free food. <laughs> You can have the ticket sales yeah, if you yeah, want, but what, man. it's like it's really sad, you know. <laughs> People are not gonna change, but you know that. But then there's those you <laughs> organizers seeking your. They'll be like in the name exposure. Please come and play. <laughs> oh, that's that. That's I think I think that, that's, that's metal. That's metal. That's that's a metal thing, you know, because yeah. uh, and that is what unites metalheads all all around. You know, we we are across countries. And like you know, Dave, we are from a, we are from the US. We are from India, but somehow metal unites all the metal heads. You know, because I think we go through the same stuff. Bro. We suffer the same way. We slog the same way, and uh, it's not an easy thing to 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 do. You know, it takes a lot of passion. Takes a lot of uh, determination to, to do this. Definitely, I think that's well said. Um, to wrap it up, to wrap it up. What's one, one philosophical bite that kind of changed your life from a metal record? Let's go one at a time to kind of wrap it up. Like one, like kind of awakening. Like it could be a nugget of a song or like a, of a band's like ethos that really changed your perception on how to follow your passion. Okay, Andres, you, you, you want to start? start? <laughs> Sorry, it's, yeah. heavy. it's a heavy start. one. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking of it, yeah. Yeah, so basically your question was like uh, one one band or one or any artist that influenced us to get more into music, right? No, right, like, right there. Or just changed your perception of how music can be done. Like one... Usually, see, like, uh, I, I basically grew up in a family where, like, you know, my father is a... I would say not a metalhead, but then uh, he's he's like a big time. He like when I was a kid, he used to listen to you know he used to listen to Metallica, Megadeth, and then the one there was there was one trash metal band. You know he's like he's listening listening to all types of these bands like Scorpions, the Beatles, and that. So basically, I grew up in a very like my father used to listen to all these songs so when i was a kid it was it was hard to really digest these music because you really don't know what was happening back yeah. then but then later when i i started growing up he like he like i i when he was listening to this album of what was the name of that album it was a, 
Manoir, yeah. But then, yeah. listening to this one particular album of Metallica, I guess. But what, what was the name of the album? I forgot. So, like, yeah, it was his upbringing that really brought me to, you know, get deeper into music. Till date, he listens to, you know, when when he's at home enjoying his drink and till date, he listens to Manoa, Metallica, I remember. So, yeah, basically, I, I all got it from him. So, and then since since then, I knew that I had to, you know, when I looked at these bands back then in the days when I was small, I was a kid, I used to see these bands getting up on stage, playing live shows. It's like, okay, maybe one fine day I might get up there. So, it's like, yeah, that kept me you know that really inspired me so much so it's like okay i kept on going again and again it's like okay <laughs> and then here i am you know playing music like it's the thing that i've always wanted to do you know that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> beautiful what about you andreas uh for me actually like like i when we started off i told you there was this band called pain of salvation mm-hmm. i was i I started off with church music, you know, so doing church hymns, gospel hymns, and, and just learning your ABCs on, on the holo guitar. Uh, so uh, when we, it progressed later on, when we, all my friends are metalheads, so when I heard this album called Pain of Salvation, this, uh, it's in, uh, I mean, the band called Pain of Salvation, the album is called One Hour by the Concrete Lake. So when I heard songs from that album, Basically, the melody grasped me. You know, I fell in love with the metal tone. I fell in love with the with, with the heaviness of the of the riffs. I fell in love with the entire, you know, the way the vocals were thrown out. You know, this guy could scream his vocals out. Um, he has a really high pitch, and you know, so that kind of linked me from uh, gospel music to to metal music. But as such, so to uh, to answer your question, a kind of a certain quote. This is not something that I learned from music, actually, to be honest, Dave. It's something that I I learned growing up, you know, uh, having faced, uh, having learned, having, you know, having tried so many things in life, having tried so many different jobs, having, having tried, uh, you know, uh, doing uh, different things, uh, different, uh, take up different creative things. This is one uh, liner that uh, a very famous uh, uh, um, uh, scholar from India, Swami Vivekananda, uh, had uh, had phrased, you know, he, uh, so to quote him, it says, arise awake and stop not till the goal is reached. Okay, so that's something that I I, I hold on to very dearly. You know, and uh, so when it came down to writing down the lyrics and to write to writing down the content of uh, our new, you know, this new Dimbur uh, um, uh, direction that we've taken, some of it was a bomb just went off, a cracker just went off. Anyways, what? some some of that content was very very heavy. Yeah, a cracker went off. Uh, no, no. Some, so some of that content was very heavy. In the sense, when I did the research for uh, rape culture for with Asifa and with Darbhaya, when you read the details, dude, it it is not easy. It is not easy. I do not Quite recommend chilling, people read. It's very chilling. Yeah. I I wouldn't re- recommend people to read it, you know. But so yeah. I think I think right now uh, to quote quote to answer your question, if it comes to a quote for me, it uh, I think it was a live uh, quote by Swami Vivekananda that uh, you know keeps me pushing to you know do 
and do what we do, basically. That's well said. Well, thank you guys so much for taking time to talk with me. I super appreciate it. Thank you so and much. I really appreciate we would it. like to say thank you, to you man, for, for taking the time to really like you know get to know us, and it's really yeah. amazing, man. Well, thank you, thank mm, you, guys. Gonna um, missed out on this one. <laughs> that would have been awesome. I was <clears throat> in the email. I wasn't mm-hmm. sure who I was going to get to talk to, so I was like, I was hoping, I was hoping for everybody, and this is this has been great. You, you um, were supposed to be there, but yeah, like I said, he was really caught up. So like, I said, okay, well, like yeah. me and Andre, no worries. Well, this has been awesome. I super appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.